0: Can I ask you a question? Um, go ask your dad. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ask Your Dad, the podcast that always has Big Nick energy. I'm your co-host, Nick. And I'm your other co-host, Nick. And we are here coming to you for the first episode of 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. It's been about... Happy New Year! Sorry. It's fine. I was just going. Uh, It's been about three weeks since we recorded last time, so it's been a while. And we appreciate you guys being patient with our little holiday hiatus, um... But we're back. We're ready to do this. So, been a while. What you been up to?
1: Um, I've been up to a lot. <laughs> it's been a busy one. Um, just want to wish everyone a Happy New Year again. And thanks for Happy tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, don't be sorry. The kids and I and my wife all had a great Christmas. Um, our winter break was the style of winter break I preferred when I was a kid um we got out like two or three days before christmas which means there was two weeks after christmas for playing with toys oh yeah um i just like that style of break when i was a kid and i still like it when i'm an adult (laughs) because i just buy toys for myself whenever i want and Just having two weeks of no school was right. pretty well, sweet. Well, first of all, kudos <laughs> to you to
0: remembering what our Christmas breaks looked like, because I can't remember. <laughs>
1: I remember sometimes we had a week before Christmas and then a week after and we went back. Yeah. We would go back on like the 4th or something like that. Um, And then sometimes we had the what I call the unicorn.
0: <laughs> yeah, I also don't know what that noise is.
1: Me neither. I feel like, can we hear it in the headphones?
0: Yeah, I hear it in the headphones, I think.
1: Okay, well.
0: Did the washer turn on with no lid on? Oh, maybe. A little technical difficulties. Before he comes back, I just want to say, Nick, you're pretty handsome. Boom. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. You won't even know this happens. I'm probably going to edit it and not even put it somewhere, so boom. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Just rip it out of the wall. (laughs) <laughs> we'll deal with this shit later. I like, I like, I watch up.
1: Well, I think I stopped it. <laughs>
0: Guess the washing machine's not equipped with three laws. <laughs> Welcome back again. Welcome back again. <laughs> so as you were saying, Christmas breaks.
1: Oh, yeah. So Christmas breaks... My favorite style this year. Um, My kids got a bunch of toys. Santa brought them. And they were all super excited. And let's see. After that, on Christmas Day itself, I had my cousin and his wife come over to my aunt's house. And we were talking about maybe going to Georgia the next day or the day after. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And my cousin was like, oh, scoop me up on the way through. And I was like, okay. And then my aunt who almost never leaves the house was like <laughs> scoop me up too. And me and my wife were like super excited for her to come. And she actually came with us. And nice. it was awesome. Um my aunt up in Georgia who we were going to see was also super excited for her to come. And there's plenty of space up there so everyone had room.
0: That's awesome. And
1: their own like personal space too, so that was pretty sweet. And then I realized that my aunt needs a lot of extra help In her day to day life So I came up with a plan For either her to come live with us Or for us to go live with her And since there are 18 stairs to get up to my house <laughs> uh, We decided that Going to live with her would be the best Because she really needs the help yeah. So um, So I don't live where we're recording anymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I. I mean A lot of it still looks like it's still here Like, if you hadn't told me you're moving, I would have been like, where's your TV? Yeah. And you'd have been like, it's in my new room. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, she already has her own big furnished house. So, we didn't have to take any beds or anything over. Um, I will be throwing most of this away. So, if you want any of it, you know, you better go claim. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the stuff on the walls I'm keeping and that shelf right behind you I'm keeping. In my toy box from when I was a little kid. I'm keeping. Makes sense. You know. I have had it this long. Yeah, you gotta keep it now. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one other piece of furniture that I'm keeping that's really small. It's actually smaller than the toy box. Mm. So um other than that, I'm only keeping like stuff that I care about, not yeah. like desks and couches and whatnot. Okay. Um well, that's a that's probably too much information, but there you
0: go, guys. That's <laughs> like That's a big three weeks. Yeah, that's a lot going on. And
1: school started, so.
0: Oh yeah, how'd your first classes go?
1: Uh, they're really cool. Um, I've only met two teachers out of the five classes that I'm taking, but one of those classes has a repeat teacher. So. Oh, cool. So I've met half of my teachers. There you go. (laughs) Um, One of them's really cool. She's really laid back. Um, She's so laid back that she's like, guys, I'm really laid back. Please don't take advantage of me. (laughs) And I was like, oh, it's a good thing you're not in a room full of like coyotes. (laughs) Right? Jesus. (laughs) So um, that was pretty cool. And I'm still driving up to Tampa every day. So it's like it hasn't been an hour drive yet, which sucks because it's supposed to be an hour away. (laughs) Probably never Um, will be ever again. Probably not. I'm so conscious of not talking now when I stop oh, no. in the middle of my sentences. Oh, so our last episode we edited together. Yeah. And I learned that I naturally pause for a minute between words that I'm saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that I asked you to I even brought it up. I should have just ignored it that day because I don't want you to be self-conscious about it. I actually like that you do that because I feel like it adds weight to what you're going to talk about usually. Because usually it's something serious that you're going to say. Yeah. And you know you're you're broaching a, a subject that's like serious and not silly, and then you'll pause for a second, and it like kind of adds a little weight to it. I think that's a good speaking skill. I don't want you to be conscious of it anymore, or self conscious of it actually. <laughs> well, I'm just hyper aware of it yeah. now. I guess is more the one first, of the thing. That first, I've, we had the ums yeah. and the us we got conscious about, which I don't think we've said any yet. We have son of a. Bitch. <laughs> Only
1: like twenty five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not too bad, I guess. We are we're thinking about doing a supercut of only our ums and us. Yeah, but that's
1: and we'll mix some
0: of my. Oh, we'll, we'll do a supercut to... of my pauses too. <laughs> That'll be a lot easier. Which <laughs> <laughs> is it's just an hour of silence. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put those on our Patreon when we get one, <laughs> right? He's, a, he's a super, That'll like be a, our bonus a, content. Mix pauses. <laughs> We will release unedited episodes for that one. You can really hear how bad we are. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Here's the raw footage, guys. <laughs> it's like the girls who do the makeup the makeup um techniques where even if they have like a round face, it looks like a chiseled face. Oh yeah. That's what our uncut footage will be like. <laughs> They'll be like, Oh, those are the same two
0: guys. <laughs> Dorks. <laughs> Oh, what was, your, what was your last three weeks like? Uh, Well, it was a lot less exciting than yours. I don't know if exciting is the right word. <laughs> it was a lot less eventful for sure. My kids were still sick when we recorded last time, and that persisted for a while. But when I went on winter break for work, which is about the same time that you were on winter break for school, when I went on winter break for work, my kids' daycare also closed for a week. So I had the Friday re-recorded the 20... 20- third they had christmas eve and christmas and then that full week after uh they didn't have a daycare to go to which was fine because you know, i want to spend time with my kids too so we had a week at home with the boys and they were still kind of recovering from all the stuff that they had picked up i don't know if i mentioned it on the last time but like they had like the weirdest sequence of symptoms like one had uh symptoms of pink eye for a day hmm. and then it was gone the next day and then the next day after that, the other one had a symptom of a pink eye for a day. And then the next day that was gone. And then both of them had chest colds afterwards. So that was frustrating. My my littlest one, my baby, was sick on Christmas and popped a fever when we went over to my in-law's house, which was sad. And then he barfed all over me, which was also sad. I'm actually wearing the shirt, actually full the full outfit that he barfed on last time. <laughs> it's all been cleaned, I assure you. But uh, yeah, that was kind of a sad end of the Christmas. We still managed to have a good time. He was in good spirits. He wasn't like fussy or upset or anything like that, but it was a long day for a kid who had a fever. Yeah. And he wasn't feeling his best. But they got better. They got a lot of fun. They had some time to hang out and play and they got to see all of their grandparents, which was awesome. And then they got to go back to daycare and my true winter break began <laughs> for four days. Nice. With no kids for half the day. <laughs> um, but we we took down our Christmas decorations, we got a bunch of stuff done. We had a little my wife and I had a little date day. We went out to um we went out to Pine Island, a little south of Punta Gorda, to a place called the Perfect Cup because I was Googling just like random stuff within an hour of our vicinity. I was like, we don't have the kids, we could drive anywhere. What's right. open during the day? And uh um a list of like best restaurants or best breakfasts in Florida popped up, and one of them was in Punta Gorda, but I couldn't find any information on it. And then one of them was on Pine Island, or M- Malatka, I think is what it's called. I haven't been on there, there, so I couldn't help you pronounce that. Yeah, um, but it's called the Perfect Cup, and they had really good coffee. They had pretty good um, omelets, which you can optionally smother in gravy. So mm. that was pretty sweet. And uh, Sounds they were pretty savory to me. They were pretty good. Um, but it was kind of eye-opening because, you know, we live in South Florida, and... It was September when Hurricane Ian came through, but at it, it, a lot of places, it's still like it was just yesterday, and Pine Island is one of those places. Like, it is a teeny, tiny little island. Um, like, we both grew up in, basically still live in Sarasota, and we have St. Armand's Circle. It's like a little island. You hop over the bridge, and it's kind of this tiny little place. And then you go over a couple of other bridges, and you're at the beach, and it's kind of like that size. And uh, the Perfect Cup sits, like, right in between two bridges. Hmm two tiny bridges and um, on the side that we came up. And as far as we could see down the other one, it was just like absolute devastation still from hurricane Ian, like entire buildings were like caved in and destroyed and disintegrated and everything was just like obliterated all around. And my wife is like, is this place even open? Did you call to check? And I was like, no, I just, it's, it's been months. I just assumed I'm sorry. Cause our neighborhood, our area is mostly recovered at this point. Um, We go a little further south, and it's still pretty bad. Well, you guys had it rough, too, like with all the flooding in Northport and stuff. Yeah,
1: it was pretty... It's reasonable to expect that it would have been cleaned up a little bit down there. Yeah,
0: and when when it hit in our area in Northport, we lived in a a spot that was like... our, Our neighborhood is in between three tiny bridges, and all three of them were either flooded, washed out, or destroyed by the flood water and the surge... Uh, the storm surge from hurricane Ian. So we were like literally landlocked for a few days when, after it hit, it was pretty dicey. Um, but yeah, it was a little throwback and a little reminder that not everybody is kind of picked up after the storm and how much more there is to do still, even as uh, 2023 now it's since September 27th, whenever the storm hit. So it's coming up on gonna make it what? Four months, five months. Uh, four, I believe. Yeah. It was a quick radio math, yeah. <laughs> um, three or four months, yeah, like that. Yeah, three to five months, <laughs> three to five, maybe months. eight. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was a little little sobering reminder. But it was also a fun day that we got to have. And then there's not really anything else to do around that area unless you want to go to the beach or fish, which my wife has been dying to go to the beach just to take our kids. Um, but neither of us really, you know, it wasn't really the time. Or the day that we really wanted to. So we drove down to drop our kids off at daycare. And then we drove down a little bit further to go to that breakfast. And then we drove all the way back up to home. And then we had a movie day at home. Nice. We got some popcorn and some little cheap candy snacks from the dollar store. And popped on a movie. It was good.
1: That sounds like a good way to spend the day. Yeah,
0: we liked it. It was good. But now, well, it's, I'm also it's back just... to work. <laughs> oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Oh,
1: I was going to say that it was just interesting that... Two of the things you just talked about are like the themes of today's
0: episode. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Traveling,
1: Traveling with the kids and... Yeah. Making time for the spouse.
0: Yeah, which is really important. That was actually... um, That was a, a listener question. Uh, a former student of mine named Tanner hopped on, on, on Facebook Messenger and asked me to talk about that because he and his wife have a baby now. Well, they've had a baby for a while. But he and his wife have a baby. And um, he had messaged me and, and said asked if we would talk about the importance of making time for your spouse and having date nights and stuff because it's really difficult to schedule and i feel like in the early days in that grind of new parenthood it's probably unfathomable to even think about like yeah let's go take a night out or something like that but if you can swing and if you have the resources so crucial and so that's one of the things we want to talk about today i didn't mean to derail (laughs) your I can't think of anything else I was going to say except for complaining about being back at work, (laughs) which actually hasn't been that bad either. The kids are really good, and they also just recently found out that I have a podcast, and they started trying to listen to it in class, so I had to shut that down. Oh, no. I was like, you listen to that on your own time if you want to be a subscriber, and Mm. make sure you click that download button, because I want to pump these numbers up. That's the recap of our last three weeks. That's uh,
1: Still a lot has happened for both of us. So,
0: New Year's resolutions, did you make any? Um, honestly, not really. I have, a, I have a habit of making New Year's resolutions that are very basic, and it's like, I want to lose weight. I want to eat healthy. But my my feelings on that is that's something that should be my resolution all year, yeah. not, not just the New Year. And also, I suck at it, so why would I keep setting myself up for failure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why make um, the bed in the morning? You're just going to get back in late. <laughs> but i mean my my weight is something i am watching right now and it's something i'm trying to to rein in a little bit because i have a situation right now with the two kids and work and daycare and everything that is kind of the same as what we're going to talk about with this episode is it's just not time like i just don't have time to go even do like a half hour workout at the gym there's stuff i could do around the house like if i'm sitting and playing with the kids i could do some push-ups and crunches or something like i can i could do it i just forget to sometimes so i just got to make it a priority but it's not necessarily a resolution um, but I need to get my weight down cause my, my clothes are starting to not fit again. And I just bought some of these cause I was gaining weight. <laughs> oh. So I got to curve this pretty bad. Um, but my real resolutions when honestly, I'm just, I want this show to do well. So my new year's resolution, I told my wife, is like, I just, honestly, I just want to do episodes for a full year, like not a full calendar year, like November to November, but like, like all of 2023, I want to do episodes. So at least one a month, I guess would be the which is a low number for us. I was going to doing like one a week or one every other week. But as long as I hit one a month, no matter what happens, I will feel like we've done the show for a full 365 days ish. Yeah. And, uh, a, well, we talk about it all the time too. Yeah. If we're not
1: recording. Yeah. So.
0: And, uh, I'm shooting for at least a thousand downloads by then, which we're at 174. So I feel like that's probably a low, low number, but I'm all about smart goals. Yeah. They have to be attainable. Yeah. <laughs> And measurable. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. What about you? Do you have any resolutions? Were you able to...
1: Um, I don't have specific resolutions that i made for myself. Um, I do have like similar year-wide resolutions, I guess you would call them, about my weight and eating healthy and stuff, which has been going good for me. And um,
0: Yeah, you were telling me last time I recorded you were down like 50 pounds.
1: Yeah, I was, um, I think... I was like 45. Now I'm 50 pounds down. Hey, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I wanted to be able to lose 15 pounds over the break because my break was a little longer than yours Mm -hmm. and it seemed reasonable, but then all my events happened, so I lost five pounds though, so there we go. Dude, you still lost
0: on a holiday break. That's a huge win. I guess that's (laughs) true. Like. Uh, if if you don't know anything about me, I was I was big in high school, and then when I hit college, I slimmed down a lot because I was doing all kinds. I had time finally to do athletics and, and working out and stuff, and I was watching my weight a lot, and I lost like, I want to say 120 pounds I was gonna say, I in think like it was a year and a half, which we started together, by the way. Not a lot of people know that. We, well. we, you, you got me on that trip by just doing walks around the neighborhood when we lived together. Um, but I carried that into college when I moved to Tallahassee and I lost like 120 pounds and I've gained a ton of it back. Um, but that's been over like 10 or 11 years and having kids and being busy and stuff. Um, but what I was getting at is, um, losing weight on any, any holiday break, especially one that's eating focused like Thanksgiving and Christmas, even if you lose one pound, honestly, even if you stay the same, that's a huge win to me. So I think that's awesome, man.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Um, I do. I do try hard. It's really hard for me not to order, like, a soda or, like, even if, like, I go to Faux Fridays, mm-hmm. it's hard for me not to get the boba and stuff like that, but I, I've been sick of water, and even at home, I drink almost exclusively water, like, two gallons a day almost. Oh, nice. So, like, um, I think that just the water itself has helped me quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> now now you're in the podcast you're our first guest you're our first guest okay <laughs> come on over come on over and say hi hi this is my oldest one her name is little one
0: my name is adriana actually
1: oh okay her name is adriana <laughs> but it all the times you guys have heard me say little one it's her <laughs> And I said that way before Thanos threw Gamora off the the cliff. I can vouch for that. That was actually (laughs) probably an uncomfortable moment for him. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, uh... Oh, no. (laughs) I'm never throwing my little one off a cliff. I don't care what's at stake. (laughs) So we'll probably edit that part out. Yep. (laughs) Actually, when we edit that part out, we should leave the part where I said we'll probably edit that part out so everyone can (laughs) wonder. Anyway... Okay. I guess go in your room until we get done. <laughs> Thanks for Thanks sharing. for stopping by. Appreciate yes, it. Thank you. Don't worry about the blinking light. It's definitely not the ghost. Okay. <laughs> it's the ghost. So what
0: well, are we talking about? Uh,
1: <laughs> something about losing weight.
0: Yeah, we're both trying to lose weight. It's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. So, uh resolutions
1: resolutions is what we're talking about (laughs) um i did have similar resolutions for the show i didn't define them like you did like they weren't measurable Mm. attainable goals (laughs) they were like i sure would like to do this more right (laughs) uh you know be more active in the podcasting Mm. business um and i think once i get settled in over there at pam's house we'll have that luxury and I think that for a few reasons because I jokingly said that once I rip all the carpet out of this place and replace everything with laminate that we could set up a recording studio here <laughs> and Pam was like yeah you could okay. and I was like okay I guess I'm doing that then so, <laughs> so we'll probably just use the upstairs and we can set it up however we want um, this staircase and the upstairs are still gonna be carpet mm-hmm the bathroom up there isn't going to look like it does right now, and it's going to be laminate instead of tile. Okay. So um, most of the months of the year, no one will occupy this place. Right. So um, we'll be able to go up there and have like a table and and stuff. Maybe we could put some foam on the wall. That sounds awesome. And then maybe we can set up a, a camera somewhere and we can... On the up on the YouTube uploads, maybe we can put like yeah. the raw footage from. I down. really would like to do that. I um, think that'd be pretty cool, because uh, I think it would be cool for people to just see that we're just two guys sitting at a dining room table talking. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe they'll want to make their own podcast too. And maybe. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah, are you I'm, tu- I'm are down YouTube with that. only has like <laughs> thirty viewers, so for now. For now.
1: But those 30 people get to know what we look like. There you go. (laughs) And also three of them are my kids, I think. One of them's me. (laughs) One One of them is also me. (laughs) (laughs) So you know,
0: thirty viewers. Twenty-five viewers on YouTube. We'll, we'll start promoting it a little bit more. and yeah. the, only way, the only way we've been using it right now is just one week after we release an episode, we put it on YouTube, which, I don't know. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but I don't really know if that's doing anything. But it's just nice to have that on there. Yeah. Just, you know, just there.
1: It's just another way for people to listen.
0: Right? Yeah. So, uh, let's get into our listener question from Tanner, my boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the importance of date night and how difficult it can be to to schedule that, but how important it is to try. Oh, I just forgot something.
1: Well, actually, I just remembered something. ha ha <laughs> uh, I do want to congratulate Oh yeah, 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 this is good yeah, so um one of our listeners who has given us some feedback and posed a question that we haven't gotten to quite yet um, because it requires you know research and. And opinions and stuff like that.
0: But part of his question was the entire basis of our second episode. No, third? Second. Second episode. Second episode. Yeah.
1: So he did give us you know, a whole episode and part of another one. So thank you for that. Um would like to congratulate uh, Matt and Christine on their beautiful baby boy.
0: Congratulations, guys.
1: Congratulations. Welcome um, to the dad club. You Look. are going to love it. It is. It's amazing. And uh, thanks for listening, because I'm pretty sure you guys listen to all of our episodes, which I, me and Nick really appreciate that. Yeah. So thank you, guys,
0: and congratulations. Uh, listener question sent in by my former student, Tanner, uh, wants to talk about the importance of having a date night once in a while with your spouse or a significant other and how it can be a struggle to schedule, but how it's so important to try to fit those in. So, I feel like your situation now is way easier to do those kinds of things, but obviously it wasn't always that case. So, what were your go-to strategies? Like, how did you get stuff scheduled? Who did you rely on? How often were they available?
1: Yeah. So, when... I'm trying to think from Shirley. Right. And then, when it was just me, Jackie, and Adriana, it was a little easier because once in a while her other dad would take her for Mm -hmm. the weekend or at least a day whatever it was and we had our time then so also we dated while Adriana existed so like we kind of brought her with us like or something like that one kid it's a little more manageable I feel like Mm -hmm. but then Shirley came and it was impossible almost at first because then I had two kids and it's really hard to find someone who wants to watch a kid and then it's even harder to find someone who wants to watch two but sometimes we did have someone who would watch the kids for us my brother my dad and Pam would watch them for us sometimes and um it's really hard for us sometimes to want to ask someone for help even though you desperately need a little bit of time to yourselves, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Because, especially with a newborn baby, everything you do revolves around that baby. And you have to wake up in the middle of the night and feed them. You know, this is all stuff we've talked about, but it's important to reiterate because if you don't have kids yet and you're listening, you... You might be curious about this part. Sure. And I'm sure Matt and Christine are learning (laughs) about it as we speak. But everything you do revolves around the kid. And, you know, it can be very overwhelming because you're going from, you know, taking care of yourself and taking care of each other Mm -hmm. to neither one of you are probably doing that right now. Yeah. And, And it causes tension and arguments because you forget about each other a little bit because you're so Mm
0: hyper-focused on taking care of the baby and parenting a newborn is so wild because it's, it's such a partner activity. If you two are together still, but at the same time, it's still kind of individual in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Like in my, uh, my circumstance with, when our oldest Nixon was born, like my wife was recovering from the birth um, she was, she exclusively pumps. So she has to sit and be tethered to a machine for X amount of time. Um, when you have to get up in the morning, yeah, you both can get up, but only one of you can feed him and hold him at one time. So, you know, you can, you can partner up by taking shifts, but at the same time, it's still kind of like an individual kind of thing. It's like, like, uh, like individual sports, like you might have a coach and a team, but then you have to go out there and do it anyway. It's like, it's together, but it's also lonely at the same time, some ways. So when when you're so focused on that new life and trying to make sure they have everything they need, you know, you're working together, you're working alongside each other, but then at the same time, you're not really paying each other any attention. Like, it's almost like a co-worker kind of relationship sometimes, which feels very weird, um, which goes into, like, the importance of taking that time when you can, because, like you said, it will breed a little bit of tension, and not like resentment. It's not like you guys are going to hate each other cause you're working hard for the baby, but it'll be tense cause you might have different ideas of what needs to happen at any given time or you both will be sleep deprived. Like you were saying, getting up every night um, and just like the constant stress of having to take care of something over and over and over again. And then the rest of your stuff doesn't go away. Your work doesn't go away. Chores around your house doesn't go away. Like you've just added on to all of that and, it's really hard to like give each other that kind of romantic attention anymore, even just like a dinner or something like that. So it's super important to schedule It's super important to try to make it happen. Um, which is all the stuff you were already saying. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, that but just,
1: that just emphasizes the importance of it because yeah. we both basically described the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we had completely different circumstances yeah, and at different times in our lives even. So it's important. So, now that we know how important date night is, <laughs> it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Yeah. It can, it can be going to Chili's or something. Like I say that because that's not romantic to me. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't have to be like you know the fine Italian restaurant, right? Yeah, don't put that pressure on yourself to like have to have you, a good day, and you don't have to dress up. You know, you could both go out in sweats, sweatpants, and yeah and a t-shirt with crocs on mm-hmm. and just
0: <laughs> what was your um like i know you guys dated with adriana when when you guys got together but when shirley came out what was your first if you can remember what was your first date night that you guys did it like was just the two of you
1: i think it was quite a while after shirley was born like maybe maybe five or six months it was 2014 when she was born, so I think it was 2015 before we actually went out, and um, it might have been a Star Wars movie, actually. Yeah, I think it might have been a Star Wars movie, um, if that's when one came out. <laughs> I honestly can't remember. Yeah, I remember we were super excited about it, and we even posted like a selfie, Um Pam took the kids for us, I think, that time. And we posted outside the movie theater, like, oh my God, we <laughs> got to go outside for months with no children. <laughs> this is what it was like.
0: It's so like <laughs> exhilarating and liberating for yeah. a moment. And then the funny thing, this might not this is probably your guys' experience too. Um, but then all you do is talk about the kid. Yeah. <laughs> you spend the whole night talking about the kid. And then you're also worried about them the mm-hmm. whole time too. <laughs> and you just want to get back home. It's so, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> so our first date night uh, after Nixon was born was also a movie. Uh, it was about a month and a half after he was born and it was Avengers Endgame.
1: Oh, nice. And
0: like if, if you know either of us, it's no surprise to you that we're big nerds and we love Marvel <laughs> stuff, you know, anime, comic books, all that good stuff. And like I was so... I was so all in on Marvel Cinematic Universe. And like I remember going to the movies when Iron Man first released is one of the last movies I went and saw with my dad. He's still around, he just doesn't like going to the movie theater. But was, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> when you say stuff like that, it usually means they're gone. But he's not gone. He's just done like going out. Um, but that was one of the last movies I remember seeing with my dad was the first Iron Man, and it was like I was I bought in like immediately. I've seen them all in theaters on opening day. And I went and saw the first Avengers like eight times in theaters. I was just so hooked. And, uh, Avengers end games like that 10 year culmination. The first time they've ever done anything crazy like that. And I was like, I have to go, we have to do this. And, uh, my wife was all in on it too. So, um, her parents actually watched Nixon when he was only like a month and a half old. Nice. And that was our first date night. And it was, we went to Cinebistro, which, uh, if you have a cinebistro in your area, we have one in Sarasota. If You have one in your area. I highly recommend them. Yeah. I almost hate. I, I'm so bougie now in movie theaters. I almost hate going to a regular movie theater now. I love cinebistro so much. So,
1: for those of you who don't know, cinebistro is like a it's a fine dining movie experience, and you get like this huge like lazy boy with a tray on it. The menu is a little pricey, mm-hmm. but the food is. That quality of yeah. food, so the price is kind of justified there. Yeah,
0: it's um, definitely worth it. And you, to avoid the issue of having servers walking around the movie theater during the movie, you order everything before the previews or during previews, and then uh, they bring you all the courses at once. Yeah, so they get you your your appetizer, your main course, and any dessert you order all at the same time, and any drinks you want. And you actually don't have to order anything at all. It's true. You could just be like, Nah, I'm good. They also have a regular concession stand if you just want popcorn. Yeah. Uh, hey, sponsor us in a bistro. <laughs> I did a, go one time. We have 28 time. average viewers a week. Sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably worth
1: like, you know, <laughs> 10 cents. A mo- one free movie ticket. Like nothing out of pocket. Right. comp compass a movie. Yeah. Not the food, just the movie. <laughs> just the movie. But uh, I did go there with my brother one time. I believe we saw a Star Trek movie. Um, it was the one that had. Peter Weller in it, who plays RoboCop. Yeah, and my brother realized immediately. He was like,
0: "That's RoboCop," <laughs>
1: and I was like, "It is RoboCop." <laughs> this is why we need videos sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: he pantomimed holding his hand in front of his face so it'd cover the top half of RoboCop's face, yeah. so he'd recognize just the jawline. And just his the mouth. jawline. <laughs> um, but yeah. Both, both her parents and my parents have been really good about watching the kids for us. Um, those those first couple of times, we would choose her parents. They were just more available because my mom had to work nights. Um, and we'd go do those. And Nixon was a lot more flexible because he was a baby. He's going to sleep for a couple hours and wake up and eat a bottle no matter where he is. And so that worked out really well for us. Um, we've been really fortunate. A couple times, my parents have watched... Um, it was just, we haven't done it since Lincoln's been born because it's a lot to ask, but uh, when it's been just Nixon, um, they've watched him for like multiple days so we could go on a long trip. Oh, um, nice. When when we had our 10-year dating anniversary, um, we were looking to do a trip and they watched Nixon for us and we went and spent a few days in Greenville, South Carolina, which was really cool of them to do. Yeah. And so kind of kind of hoping that so here's the thing. I'm kind of hoping, and my wife is too, that Lincoln, when he gets a little bit older, he's pretty chill like his brother was in a way that we can ask them to do it again so he can go on a trip just for us. But at yeah. the same time, like Nixon's getting to that age where I want to start taking him to places and going on trips with him. Um, and it feels kind of lame just to just be like, here, just watch the little one and we're going to take the big one somewhere. So I don't know what we're going to do about that. We, we really want to try traveling a little bit. Um, but A, it's expensive. And B, the logistics are difficult. But that's part of what we're going to talk about next, say, that's if you per- just want to go this segue is right the, into it. the perfect segue to get um, into that. When you do go places and take your kids, that is a logistic struggle as well, even when they're tiny. Maybe especially when they're tiny.
1: Yeah. Um, so I've always been kind of a traveler anyway, because um, that's how my dad raised us, like in the back of a mm-hmm. van, traveling across the country and back. Um, so that's important to me to do with my kids. Um, One thing, I this probably was not very logical of me, but I was just like, I remember Little One wasn't here for the weekend, and I wanted to go to Georgia, or I needed to go to Georgia to help someone or something like that. Anyway, but Shirley was here, (laughs) and she was brand new. So, oh, that's what it was. I was helping my friend move to Georgia. And he needed someone to drive a U-Haul truck, like a big one with the air brakes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I could do that. And I was like, oh, I can bring Jackie and Shirley. So I did. Um, It was kind of a nightmare. (laughs) Because Shirley was not a chill baby. Yeah. And she's still not chill. (laughs) She's high energy and high output and full of sass. Yep. She's a high
0: octane kid.
1: (laughs) Exactly like the woman I named her after. Um, (laughs) So basically, she cried most of the way up there and most of the way back. But uh, we did it. We were all sitting in a bench seat in a truck. So, you know, it was me in the driver's seat and Shirley in the middle in our little um, car seat baby carrier doodad. Mm -hmm. What is that called? The car seat? Yeah, the car seat that you hold. That's just called a car seat. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the car seat then. Yeah. <laughs> and then um my wife was right next to her. Yeah. So it wasn't like we had a kid in the back or anything. Right. Which would be even more challenging. Yeah. Sometimes, Oh, actually, that reminds me. Sometimes when we would go places, my wife would sit in the back mm-hmm. with the kids. That was always our go-to. Yeah. And... Uh, let's see where do we travel oh we went to washington dc oh, wow while both kids were babies still shirley and logan were both babies um i borrowed pam's car for that trip because it was a little little bigger than mm-hmm. ours and we had room for like the bags and the diapers and both car yeah. seats and stuff like that and uh I remember Jackie sat in the back for most of that one too actually but um a friend of mine was getting married up there and I needed cool. to be a groomsman. Oh cool. And uh did you guys did you guys consider flying at all? So here's the thing um I never considered flying with the kids because I knew that it would just be there's not like kids tickets. Right. There's just seat tickets. Yeah and i felt like it would be at that time it would be too expensive because i didn't have any of the kind of money that i make now right like it's weird i worked so much harder then (laughs) and i had like a quarter of the money that i have now (laughs) not not that i have a lot now it's just still less meeker yeah um working for like eight or nine dollars an hour was a joke. I should never have
0: done that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Um. So that makes sense. Why you wouldn't want to consider that? Yeah. Like that is expensive. That's not something I was thinking about either when I said it. I was just thinking logistically of of driving that distance with kids. Yeah. Like, that's tough. The farthest we've gone on a road trip with Nixon was to from uh, Northport to Tallahassee
1: four or five hours
0: yeah um that's a good jaunt actually that's not true sorry to georgia and back to blue ridge georgia i said tallahassee because we the way we worked it out was nixon um was a very relaxed kid when he was about a year old or so uh year and a couple months but he did not like his car seat very much at that time and so um wait sorry let me restart Okay. We took him. Our first road trip with him was to Tallahassee, and at that time he was um, about eight months. Okay. So he's about eight months old, and he was very relaxed, but he didn't like the car seat. And so our solution to that was we were going to drive overnight because he was an excellent overnight sleeper. Oh, okay. So our our solution to him screaming the whole time because we didn't think we'd honestly be able to tolerate it um, was that we were going to drive overnight. When he would sleep normally anyway so we would do pretty much his normal bedtime routine and feed him his bottle and everything but instead of putting him in his crib we would just take him to the car seat and put him in the car and start driving and then that would usually soothe him the rest of the way to sleep and he slept for almost the entire drive before he would wake up um, uh, we learned that he hates hotel rooms uh, just something about the not space of it. Or... Well, it's not even that it wasn't home because he's really, he's really flexible in other locations, but I think just the accommodations of a hotel room, like he can tell it's like just one room and like, there's not where anywhere to go or anything to see. And like, it just super frustrated him. Um, But I believe we stayed at my brother-in-law's house when we went on that trip with him. And then he had like a house to be in. But the second and the larger one, we we took him to Blue Ridge, Georgia for a summer vacation and we didn't do the overnight trip then because he was older, but we did have my wife sit in the back seat and be with him and be able to hand him toys or feed him snacks or give him a bottle or whatever as we were driving.
1: Yeah.
0: And we, we realized um, from where we lived to Tallahassee, then Tallahassee to Blue Ridge was about the exact same distance. Oh, so okay. we made it a two-day drive. We were stopping Tallahassee um, in a hotel room, which is when we found out he hates hotel rooms. Um, visit visit my in-laws for a little bit, see them for just dinner and, and hang out really, And then in the morning, we'd pick up and go again. And it worked out pretty good. we do half the drive, stop for lunch, do half the drive, be where we're going. And then the same thing for Blue Ridge and then the same way back. Um, so that worked out. But now we have two kids and nobody can sit in the back seat anymore because that space in between is not quite big enough for either of us. Yeah. So the farthest we've gone with both kids is just up to St. Pete, um, which is not very far. But we How just- How did that go? Not bad. Lincoln Lincoln will sleep in the car seat, or at that time he was sleeping in the car seat pretty easily. He also didn't like it very much at that time, but he would sleep in it if we timed it out with his naps and his wake windows. Um, so that worked out fine. We actually tried to take Nixon to St. Pete for the same reason to he, my uncle, and grandma up there. Um, but when we had just had Nixon, we actually spun off the road. We hydroplaned and spun off the highway oh, in the rain. Shit. And... Um, did a full 360 across the three lanes of the highway and ended up on the, the shoulder. And so that was horrifying. And we just, we, we, once the, the firefighters pulled us out of the ditch, um, we just got off at the next interstate exit and went straight to a auto body shop. We were like, please check out our tires and everything. Cause this doesn't sound very good anymore. Yeah. Right? And then that was the end of that trip. Um, but we repeated the trip when Lincoln was born. Um, and it worked out a lot better. <laughs> we didn't screw up, we didn't almost die. Well, that's great. But um <laughs> not screwing yeah. up and almost dying. Yeah, it's much better. <laughs> Any road trip is a, yeah. is a great ending. Um. <laughs> so specifically about traveling with your kids, a couple things I wanna I always think of first is one, what are you gonna pack? Yeah. You need to pack if you if your kids drinking formula, you gotta pack all the formula, obviously. If they're drinking bottled milk, then you have to pack that and it's gotta be refrigerated or or in a cooler in some way. Um, if they're breastfeeding, then that's something that you just, I didn't have to experience that. So I don't know how to, Is if you pull off the side of the road, I guess Um, (laughs) you're shaking your head. No. So you will talk about that in a little bit. Um, (laughs) But, but, um, and you also got to think like, okay, are they sitting up? Do they need a high chair to eat food? Is where you're going going to have any of that stuff. So you got to pack a high chair. We had a, we have a collapsible high chair. That's really awesome from Graco. Uh, We call it our transformer high chair. Um, so it, it kind of folds like a TV tray, but just bigger and sturdier and plastic. Um, where are they going to sleep? If we're, if your Airbnb is going to have a crib, that's awesome. Hotel rooms, not going to have that, but they usually have pack and plays. Uh, we just had our own. We would bring that. So that's even before any luggage or clothes. That's a lot of your hatchback space. If you have a hatchback or if you have a small car, you're, you're already running out. Um, stroller, then clothes, yeah. things to entertain them while you're gone. Um, it's a lot logistically to think of and then their food and stuff. And then, um, you got to think of the travel itself. Like I said, with, with Nixon, we went overnight cause we knew that's when you would sleep the best and make it the west of the way through at that age. Um, with Lincoln, not quite the case. We haven't really tried it yet because we also have the older kid yeah. and it, that's, that suddenly made it too difficult to do that route. Um, but if you know your kids wake windows, um, then you know when you can start that trip if they're soothed by the car seat if they're not soothed by the car seat then you gotta grin and bear it like the way you did yeah um that's not super good option for us my wife I don't whichever one isn't driving can't stand it whichever one is driving at least we feel like we have some kind of control over it like we're I'm just gonna get us there and that's gonna solve the problem and it seems to make it a little bit better but whoever's not driving has to like, you know, reach back or try to do anything to soothe them. And it's really tough and difficult. So hopefully they just sleep. (laughs) You got to think of all that stuff. You got to think about travel time. Like I said, with with our trip to Georgia, we we spaced it out to quarter of the drive each way. So we do a quarter drive stop, quarter drive, be at our midway destination for a night, and then so on and so forth. And that saved us a lot of trouble. We could have just, you know, went all the way through, but it seemed like it would have been so torturous. Why bother? Yeah. So
1: we've talked a lot about car travel. Um, I don't have experience with airplane travel with the kids. I don't either. But my kids have experience with the airplane travel. So my wife's family all lives out West. Well, mostly out West in Utah, a little bit in Texas. Um, that's where they lived during these stories. Yeah. So that's all we're talking <laughs> about now. Um, there was one event my wife went to. I couldn't go because I was still working for eight or $9 an hour <laughs> and we couldn't afford for all of us to go. Yeah. So I just sent Jackie and the kids or whichever kids were born at the time. One time it was just, um, Jackie and the two girls cause Logan wasn't here yet. And they flew to Texas and, um, they flew with her sister. So she had a little bit of help. Um, so, I don't think that time was very bad for her, but there was another time where Jackie and all three kids mm. flew to Utah, and Logan and Shirley weren't infants anymore. They were toddler mode, but we still had to have car seats and stuff go with them, yeah. which uh, at that point, the airline didn't charge you to check your car seat if um, if it needed to be checked, mm. um, which it did if you're one mom traveling with three kids. yeah. <laughs>
0: Um and can I can I pause you real quick? I'm yeah, sorry you said something, me. and I just to uh, to any of the new parents listening or the expecting parents listening, that wasn't the message. Um, but was to that any a dog yeah, I don't okay. know whose dog but it was a dog. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> quick tip for the um the the newer or expecting parents. It's gonna be your immediate inclination that when they are infants, they are a lot of work and that you can never leave them alone and you can never stop tending to them and stuff like that. And that's great. That's your parenting instincts kicking in. Don't ever lose sight of that. That's awesome. But my wife and I, with our first one made the mistake of thinking as they got a little bit older, like, okay, they'll start doing more independent play. They'll be able to move around. We won't have to like make sure they fall off stuff or not fall off stuff all the time and, and things like that. And that instinct is wrong. When they are toddlers, they are more work. Yes, and it was one of the things we were kind of excited about for the second kid. Is like oh, we get to go back to the newborn phase. It won't be two toddlers at first. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because you mentioned toddlers on the plane. Like yeah. they weren't infants anymore; they were toddlers. like in in my head, my first thought was like, oh no, that's worse. Get but they- motherfucking toddlers <laughs> off my motherfucking plane. <laughs> but but the viewers can't read my mind, so I just wanted to throw that out there. So I'm sorry for interrupting yeah. that diatribe. But like that's I just wanted to throw it out there. I'm not saying you don't have anything to look forward to when they're toddlers. There is a lot of cool improvements and stuff, but like, don't, don't make that mistake. Like it's going to, I don't even want to say it doesn't get easier because that seems the opposite of the message I'm trying to send. What I'm really trying to say is that you're going to feel like your responsibilities will lessen a little bit and that won't be the case. It will still be the same amount of work just in different ways.
1: Yeah. And it'll seem easier maybe because it's different
0: but it isn't
1: easier. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. Okay, sorry. So uh, Jackie flew out to Utah, I think it was for like three weeks or a month, something like that. It was over the summertime. And um, she had all the kids with her. And um, once she got there, it was fine because she had... Um,
0: she had like all her family up there at the all time. All her family. it was, it was so, for
1: her grandma, wasn't it? So not for... Yeah, so it was to see her grandma, yeah. but it wasn't when her yeah, grandma it was just a, passed. Yeah, it was just. A, I remember yeah. it was a visit because like, they thought
0: it was going to happen soon at that point. Yeah,
1: so it was important for me to get her out there because you know when my Grams passed, I was about to fly to Iraq. Yeah, and <laughs> I didn't get to come see her before. Yeah, I got to see her after, which sucked, and I. Didn't like that part. Right. (laughs) But, um, so I wanted her to get that time in with her grandma and we figured out a way to make it work. And that's what she did. I think she was out there for three weeks or a month. Once she got out there, it was fine. But the airport part of it was pretty much chaos. And, um, basically I didn't realize how much extra help she would need in the airports so like i just kind of dropped her off and at, went for the flight and then when i picked her up i actually parked and was trying to find her but like airports are so locked down that like i couldn't go all the way to the gates and stuff right so like she's so to travel like half the airport to get to where you could even meet up with her and um for one of the kids she could only check one car seat because she needed the other one because they were so small hmm. Um, so it was a car seat and a plane seat. So, plus she has to hold two kids and, you know, watch another one. Yeah. And (laughs) Adriana wasn't, she's like four or five maybe. She must've been five, but still got to hold that one's hand. Um, Yeah.
0: That's, that's a, that's a big responsibility. Help by yourself. Shout out to her. Yeah. Good job.
1: Um, and which leads me to the next thing. Uh, someone was kind enough to help her carry the extra car seat. Just the passenger that got off the plane with her was like, oh, this woman's all by herself. Mm. Like, I should help her. (laughs) And and he did. He carried the car seat uh, to the part where, you know, I was allowed to be at with with them. So, that was pretty cool. Traveling with your kids, you if they're like a baby baby, like a brand new one, you don't actually have to pay for them because if you can hold them in your lap, Mm -hmm. they don't charge you. But... If they're like a year or older, then you do have to buy them a seat, whether they can sit in it or not. Um, One time we flew somewhere together and, or no, she flew somewhere with just one kid. And we were thinking that they wouldn't have to buy a ticket for that kid. But she still had to buy a ticket, even though he just, it was Logan and he just was in her lap the whole time. And I was like, oh, well, whatever. It's done now. (laughs) (laughs) swipe it and get out of here (laughs) now uh since then
0: i've flown together with all three kids when they were older but not when they were babies gotcha um i mean what was that like though because you know every age range has its own different set of problems and difficulties and and concessions and stuff
1: so this was three it was christmas of 2019 we flew to utah for christmas break we were there for like two weeks and it was awesome we got kids got to see snow and make snowmen. We went up into the mountains where the big snow's at. We got to do like sledding and stuff <laughs> like that. And uh the airport was a nightmare still. <laughs> Even with two parents. Yeah. Um we did we did check a car seat, um and then we got a booster seat with the rental car. Um I don't think they charged us extra for the booster seat at the rental place. But um, like once we got to Utah, it was fine. Like we didn't have any problems. But when we got when we booked the flights, um, I always like to go on the the websites to see how much the flight will cost, mm-hmm. and then find then call the actual airline and see if they'll beat that price. <laughs> and usually they will. And uh, I laid it on them too. I was like, you know, I'm a veteran. Blah blah blah. Can we get a discount? <laughs> <laughs> it's It was $2,500 worth of plane tickets, so I was going to take anything I could get off, yeah, the, man. off the price. <laughs> so it did help us a little bit, and um, I think they gave us like a coupon so that we wouldn't have to pay for two of the check bags. But we couldn't get five seats together, so that part really sucked because there were two seats together, two seats together, and one seat alone. Oh, no. So... <laughs> We couldn't put Logan and Shirley by themselves, and we couldn't put a kid, two kids by themselves either. So we put Adriana by herself with an electronic babysitter (laughs) and some headphones, and that worked out pretty good. But Adriana was always independent anyway, so we were comfortable letting her sit. She was uh, two rows up from me. Right, so so it's not like you couldn't see her or anything like that. I could see her the whole time. Plus, it's a plane. There's nowhere to go, and she's a straight line either way. (laughs) And she's well behaved, so like it's not like I was putting a screaming kids all by themselves where I couldn't (laughs) see them or anything. Tough break everyone (laughs) else. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we put her up there with the tablet, and then um, one of us took one of the little kids, and uh, the flight back was just like that. It was two seats, two seats, and then one seat, all (laughs) separate from each other. And I was like, "Come on."
0: I remember uh, when I was younger, when I was a teenager, uh, my mom and I took a Greyhound bus up to Indiana to see my grandpa. And um, we could have flown, but I was I had a fear of flying at the time. And my parents were always really good about kind of like taking care of me on stuff like that. Like I was terrified of the thought of getting in an airplane and they didn't push it. They were just like, all right, well, we'll take a Greyhound instead. And I always appreciated that but it was a 24 hour drive from Sarasota up to Indianapolis. Wow. And, um, you know, obviously with different bus stops and stuff, but for some of the trip we were able to sit next to each other and some of the trip we just couldn't. I mean, I was a teenager at the time. I was probably around Adriana's current age, so it wasn't that crazy of a deal, but that just your, your story about not being able to sit next to all your kids at once just reminded me of that. Cause I'm sure even at that age, she was probably like looking around like, all right, is he okay? Um, it's because you're just on a bus full of strangers stopping in random spots. Like, yeah. Uh, I guess I did have one
1: airplane story. There you go. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot about that. That was, like, one of the best <laughs> trips I've ever taken in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot about the airplane part, I guess. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you you usually do road trip wherever you go. Yeah. Like, that's, that's kind of one of the things I always... Whenever you're going somewhere, even even before the kids like you and mitch went somewhere and you road tripped in like a little camaro all the way up somewhere yeah it was pretty sweet we went to atlanta it was was. a small trip yeah but like that's just it's usually what we do and like maybe it's because we're from florida and like you can drive for like eight hours and still be in florida yeah (laughs) it's not like another state where you cross like five different state lines and see different stuff just like it's florida all the way up and so maybe Maybe we're more more cool with road trips like that for some reason. Yeah. People and, take road trips on. What am I talking about? People take road trips no matter where they're from. That was a dumb statement. Yeah. I'm taking it back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm trying to remember if we took Adriana to New York with us. I think that we didn't. But my wife was very pregnant when it happened. Ooh. So I don't know if it counts. That's a quick aside we should talk about. Yeah. Uh, baby moon trips. So Jackie, like eight and a half months pregnant. Definitely not supposed to travel or sit very long in a car. But her childhood friend who she went through all of her schooling with was getting married up in New York. And, you know, they had planned this out when they were little kids Mm -hmm. or teenagers or whatever. That she was going to be a bridesmaid and she wasn't going to miss it no matter what. That time we did consider flying. But we couldn't because of how pregnant she was. Mm. She wouldn't have been allowed on the plane or whatever. So we drove. And um, she sat in the back the whole time so that way her legs wouldn't be like... I guess this could be 100% wrong because it was so long ago. But I thought one of the reasons she wasn't supposed to travel like that is because the way you sit in a car could cause blood clots maybe. That actually sounds... yeah in that same spot over yeah. without moving so our way around that was she would sit in the back and sprawl out mm-hmm. um and then Justin came with us that trip to help keep me company cause I figured she would sleep the whole time <laughs> and she was so pregnant i was like oh this is just gonna be so exhausting she'll probably just sleep but it was the other way around justin slept the whole time (laughs) and and she kept me company from the back seat (laughs) but um yeah so we drove all the way up to new york city like straight up new york new york Mm -hmm. um i think we were on long island for most of it but we did take a one of the trains to the real city um, I ate at a restaurant that doesn't exist Right before we left And I don't want to say I had dysentery Oof. But I'm pretty sure I did Oh no <laughs> I was, We were gone for five days And I was sick for four of them Oh no um, And we had to stop a lot because of that And anytime I ate or drank anything It came right back so, Oh man Until the very last day at the wedding itself, because we left the day after the wedding. So, I got to enjoy all the wedding food, which was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the entire time, we were, like, seeing the sights in New York City, because we had a day we could spend there. Like, it was, like, a rehearsal dinner. It was the travel time to get there, a rehearsal dinner, like, one day in between that and the wedding, and then the wedding, and then we came home. So... The day in between the rehearsal dinner and the wedding, we got to go into the city and see stuff. We got to see the 9-11 memorial, and um, we went to, like, the Chinatown area. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got, like, the best haircut I ever got in my life. <laughs> it cost me $3. <laughs> um, and I think I tipped them $5. <laughs> but, like, it took, like... I don't know, four and a half minutes for them to whiz my hair. And uh, <laughs> not that I have an intricate haircut, but like for it to be that fast. Like quality and me, is quality, man. Yeah. For it to be that fast <laughs> and to me consider it the best haircut I've ever gotten. Jackie and Justin went to an ice cream shop that was right above the barber. Because in New York City, there's like. They're all stacked on top of each other. They're stacked on yeah. top. So like I could go down and they took the staircase up to the ice cream store. And I was out of there with my fresh new hairdo before they got their ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) So, that was pretty sweet. Um, And then we got to do shopping. We walked all around the city. We took a taxi. Oh, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy in theaters in New York. That's awesome. Um, It was expensive as hell to see a movie (laughs) up there. But... um, it was amazing, and, like, I loved that movie so much. When it came out, I was like, I don't care. This counts as Shirley's first movie. <laughs> she's in there. Like, she's moving the whole time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a good experience, and then we had to do the drive back. Um, and on the drive back, we stopped in D.C. because I was feeling so much better. I was right. like, we're driving right through here anyway. I'm going to stop and see some stuff. So, um. We walked through the Smithsonian museums, like complex area. I didn't get to go to like all parts of it, but because we just stopped for that day. Right. Um, I like to do these little add-on adventures mm-hmm. when I go somewhere, and I'm like, screw it, I I'll just go back a day later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get another hotel room. Right. Um, <laughs> and it was like the second day I was feeling like myself again. So like. I didn't get to do everything I wanted to do, but I got to see some of the monuments there. And um, I got to see the Korean War Veteran Memorial, which is probably my favorite one out of all the ones I've seen there. Um, they weren't done building the memorial for the war I was in yet, <laughs> but um, they were working on it when I was there. Um, but my grandpa was a Korean War veteran. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, that. That memorial, if you ever get a chance to see it, is, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, like, somber and surreal. They have the this, like, indigenous Korean plant that's grown, like, in strips, like, mm-hmm. through the memorial. And they have statues of a squad, like, walking through that area. And they're, like, white marble statues. So, like, it's... It's soldiers from that era. The detail is like, you know, they look like real people, but right. they're all like white. Right. And then it has the names
0: of all the fallen. Oh wow. And there's a uh, there's, there's a Korean cool war memorial up in Tallahassee where we lived at a when we had moved back down here. They had just kind of finished building a huge new park uh, downtown called Cascades Park, and it's a huge sprawling lake, beautiful green. Uh, area. It's got like a a waterfall and a little pond. It's got this huge amphitheater where they uh, have concerts and stuff. And it's got like little playgrounds and everything. And um, on one side of it is a Korean war monument. And I've been to it a ton of times trying to recall it right now. And it's like um, the, the main part of it is like this giant circle, like this giant um, marble or whatever the material they use circle. But the top half of it is like, broken off and like Mm -hmm. on the ground like with the with the two ends of the circle part like up and they have uh, like an obelisk that has names and and stuff recorded is really cool to i don't know why that specific area of that specific city made a korean war monument but as it's pretty much the only war monument I've ever really seen in real life so it's always really cool to go visit that for my wife, when she was ridiculously pregnant with Nixon, we went to St. Augustine. Um, nice. We made a series of stupid decisions <laughs> uh, for this baby moon. Um, and basically, we wanted to travel somewhere. We wanted the idea of like one last trip together before the kid came out. Um, so we went for New Year's. Nice. And St. Augustine for uh, Christmas and New Year's is all lit up with like these beautiful white lights, just decorated pretty much all over the, the, not the whole city, but like the city that everyone goes to when they go to St. Augustine. It's beautiful, it's gorgeous. And she had been there before and I hadn't, she wanted to show me some stuff that she had seen that I was interested in. And I said, that I wish I could have gone to when she went the last time. Um, but we made a series of really dumb decisions because A, she was super pregnant. Uh, Nixon was born in, in March. So, we were in the, like, seven or eight. I always felt like when we think back that it was a lot farther along. But basically, she had just hit the third trimester. Yeah. And what we learned about trimesters with um with Nixon was what we learned about trimesters was basically, like, I was very, like, oh, it's not going to flip, like, a switch. Like, I'm sure it'll be a gradual change. And for her, it was not. It flipped like a switch. Like, the day she was on the third trimester, she was full third trimester mode. Like, it happened <laughs> immediately. <laughs> And so we planned the trip over there thinking that, like, oh, it'll be gradual. won't be that big of a deal because she had so much energy in the second trimester. And then we got there. It was was third trimester time, and she was super tired, and walking was a huge chore. And you can basically only walk around St. Augustine when you get there. It's only walking. It's walking all the way through. Um, Castles, lighthouse, everything. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So so we went there, and it was... um, 2018 to 2019 and they were doing the government shutdown at the time so i couldn't see the fort because it was shut down which sucked i was really looking forward to that um she was so exhausted we never really ever stayed up late and did any of the nightlife there we just kind of walked around the daytime during the city our hotel room bed sucked so bad that uh we just weren't getting any sleep it was like way too firm she was super uncomfortable especially at you know, third trimester pregnancy. Yeah. Um, we were able to use uh, our buddy Mitch's, um, friends and family discount because he works for the Ritz or worked at the Ritz for the time. I think he's still working for the Ritz in Orlando. Doesn't matter. Um, but he he had passed that along to us. But the the hotel that's actually in the city has blackout dates, so you can't use that discount over there. So uh-huh. we use the one that's like slightly outside the city. So we'd have to drive into a parking garage and then do all our walking. And if we ever wanted to go back to the hotel, we had to walk back to the parking garage and then drive back to the hotel. So we ended up, she wanted naps, so she would just take naps in the car in the parking garage. Um, And it was just super uncomfortable the whole time. And the city was beautiful. And the things we did get to do were really cool. Uh, We went to see the uh, museum of torture, a museum of medieval Mm -hmm. torture, which was pretty sweet. Um, We got to go to a really awesome ice cream place called Mayday. still this day, the best ice cream we've ever had. So shout out to Mayday in St. Augustine. Yeah. Um, and we got to eat at a couple different really cool restaurants that have a lot of history and and other kind of cool things. We did a carriage ride. Um, sorry, not a carriage ride, a trolley ride? Or was it a carriage ride? Were there horses? We saw a lot of carriages. I can't remember <laughs> if we got on one or not. Um, we did do a trolley ride or a bus ride or some kind. It was a holiday thing because I specifically remember how silly it was that we were riding around and everybody was super drunk. Not us, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but everybody was super drunk screaming the lyrics to Caroline as we passed by everybody. Oh, it, that's what it was. It's like a Santa Claus, like holiday trolley thing. So, like, the bus driver's dressed up as Santa Claus and oh, stuff. Nice. So, it was a whole thing. Um, we just did a ton of, We were supposed to be there for like four or five days. And um, we ended up leaving a day early. Because, <laughs> oh. like, we hit New Year's and we went back to the hotel well before midnight. And we were laying in bed watching, like, um like the abc typical like new year's thing and uh like it was like three two one midnight and i leaned over and gave her a kiss and she was like you did it wrong and she immediately started sobbing and crying we had like a little mini mini argument because i was like what is wrong <laughs> like this was one of those times where her hormones kicked in like right at that moment just all the stress and all the discomfort and everything and we were like we're here for the new year's the new year's came and like Like, it was, you only get the one moment for midnight at New Year's, right? And, like, (laughs) I messed it up, I guess. And uh, and so, then we kind of, like, went to bed a little upset. And then we woke up and we were like, this place sucks. Let's go see a museum and then go home. (laughs) So, we went went to the Leitner Museum and walked around. And that place is also amazing. It's probably one of the coolest museums I've been to. And then we went to our hotel concierge and we were like, hey, my wife's super pregnant. And this just isn't working out for us. We're going to leave... Um, we were just coming to check out and they were really cool and we didn't even ask for it. They just offered to comp us back that day that we didn't stay, which mm-hmm. they didn't have to do. We were just willing to check out and cut the loss, um, but they did that. So our, our baby moon with Nixon, <laughs> we a series of unfortunate events <laughs> and we learned like if you're going to do a baby moon, don't wait so long. That was, a, that was the advice that we took away. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think we did something before Lincoln came, but honestly, I can't. Oh, we went to uh, Madeira Beach. Oh.
1: We went Mad to Madeira Beach. Beach.
0: That was one of the other times that my parents watched Nixon uh, just by themselves. So we could go spend a weekend. We spent a couple days at Madeira Beach. We got a little uh, beachside uh, pseudo-townhouse shack, Airbnb, and stayed there for a couple days. That was really fun. That worked out a lot better because we timed it much better right? (laughs) because it wasn't like right when the baby wanted to be miserable for everybody. Um, So those were our, those were our trips. So I think that was pretty cool because we covered uh, time with your spouse, making sure you take the time to do that and how important it is to keep that, you know, romance going. Don't just like forget about each other, make sure you're given that time to spend with each other. Uh, Then we covered traveling with your kids and then we covered basically the combination of that is traveling Before your kid comes out with (laughs) your spouse. (laughs) Um, So hopefully that information is helpful for all of you uh, new and or expecting parents or was just entertaining for everyone else. Yeah. Getting to be about that time. Yeah. So thank you guys all for coming back again. We'll try to be more consistent with our recordings and we won't make you wait almost a month this time. I promise. Yeah, it'll be a lot sooner. Um, But thanks for sticking with us us, and uh, we're looking forward to bringing you more Ask Your Dad in the new year. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Ask Your Dad. This show is written, recorded, edited, and published by Nick Bender and Nick Troyer.
0: You can follow our show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at AskYourDadPod. A-S-K-U-R-D-A-D-P-O-D. And our new Facebook page is Facebook.com slash AskYourDadPod.
1: All of these pages will be linked in the show description, as well as our
0: Linktree page, which includes a donation page if you'd like to support our show. Our theme song is Shimmering Lights by Punch Deck, and you can find more great tracks at punchdeck.bandcamp.com. And until next time, if you have any questions, remember, you can always ask ask your your dad. dad.
1: crazy three weeks for me geez mine has been much tamer <laughs> my tv is gone no <laughs> but it's in my new room so it's Yay! okay <laughs> i was like man i don't know why i didn't have a
0: 75 inch tv in my room all the time that's what you say whenever <laughs> steve had like a tv as his monitor i'm like damn that's stupid but smart at the same time <laughs> it's like i don't know if i could see that
1: much of the screen at once but also i want to right i sure would like to try <laughs>